You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thoughts that we can take with us and share with um, our family members, friends, and people that we are um, enjoying the Seder with. So I hope to be able to say over some thoughts that... Um, that are not uh, that are meaningful enough to uh, to share, and not too long so that um, it gets confusing. So maybe just a few a few new thoughts. Hopefully, some new thoughts. Hopefully, we'll review a few thoughts and uh, make it meaningful. Any more? Uh, the truth is, I was expecting we were expecting like ten people tonight. So I didn't make as many. I apologize. So we can look on. It's definitely important. Matter of fact, I suggest if you want, I didn't. Take some notes, especially if you want to use it at the Seder. I think it'll be very helpful. <coughs> yeah, um, Yitzi. Come on down, Yitzi. Got one more seat. Right there. <laughs> this is for this. <laughs> the whack. <laughs> okay, so we'll begin a share in the Haggadah, Tavshinah Involv. It's the share Dafalov at Base Rolinsky. I believe it is, um, I guess it's probably Zion. Is it Zion Nissan? I think it's probably Leil Zion Nissan because, hmm. uh, right, Zion Nissan. So uh, let's begin. Let's begin. The, um, <clears throat> towards the beginning of the night, we say the Manashtana Halayla Zemikol Halaylos. There's a Sefer Haggadah written by Yosef Moshe ben Alkana about 100 years ago. I wrote a Sefer by the name of the Ber Mayim on the Haggadah Shal Pesach. He asks a very interesting question. Uh, it's surprising, you know, when you hear the question, sometimes he has such a simple, basic question, you wonder, how come I never thought of this question? It's right in front of us our whole lives. Manishtana, Manishtana. What does Manishtana mean? Manishtana means, well, what does Manishtana mean? Manishtana halay lazem, So, <clears throat> probably does not mean, in what way is this night different than all other nights? It probably does not mean that. Because if it meant that, then, well, why are you asking that question? You're about to say how this night is different than the other nights. We have a difference of matzah, we have a difference of asabah, we have a difference of tibul, we have a difference of moror. So probably what we're really asking, we're asking the Father, is why is this night different than all the nights? Madua or lama nishtana halayla hazem What is the meaning of the beginning of the term when we start by saying man nishtana halayla hazem? Ma means what or in what way is this night different than all of the nights? That's not a question because we, the person asking that question knows the answer. He's about to say the four things that are different from this night and all other nights. So really the question presumably should be, Lamo or Madua Nishtana Halayla Zemekala. That sounds like a more precise question. Why is this night different than all the nights? And by the way, and, and how is it different? Well, Matzah versus Chametzah Matzah and Haseba versus, uh, you know, Ben Yoshvin, Ben Mesubin. So this is the question. He wants to know why does it say... Man nishtana doesn't isn't the, what we're really asking isn't what we're really asking is lamo or madua nishtana halayla hazeh. So his answer is very profound. It's very it's it's profound, and he basically says as follows: It's fundamental and it's important that as we sit down on this night, as we proceed in the night, the lel hazeh, the lel one of the great nights, right? The the royal nights of the of the whole year. As we say, the Rav Salvechik was known to have said that it was this night on Lel Pesach and Lel Yom Kippur were two very uh, high-level, pristine nights. We were a kittel on that night. We're, <laughs> like we're in the base Hamigdash. 
Um, <clears throat> of course, he also mentioned that it's the two nights where we're missing more without having the Beis HaMikdash than any other night. So what's the Manishtana, what it means is as follows, the way this Sefer explains is we have to make sure not to go through the night of the Seder and just flow right through like we flow through, uh, you know, like we did it last year, like we did it the year before. There has to be a transformation. The night of a tra- It's really a night where a profound transformation can take place. So that's what the Chazal mean when they say that even two Chachamim, who know Kola Torah Kula, and they're standing together, even they have to ask themselves the question. It almost sounds silly. They know the answer, so why are you asking the question? That's not the, they're not asking, why is this night different? Then they're going to give the answer of Adam Hayinu. The first question is not a preface to the following four questions. It's a, it's a, it's a new question which says as follows. In what way, Manishtana, in what way is this night going to be transformative for you? What are you going to do? What are we going to do to make sure what new idea, what new approach, what new thought, what new perspective, what new challenge, what, what is going to happen tonight to make sure that this night is really going to be different than all the other nights? That's how you begin the Seder. So that's how he writes, and it's right in front of you. You don't have to even take notes. Kasha, Haya Meharoil Omer Lamanishtana. Really what we want to know is why? Why is this night so crazy, so different, so out of order? So, right? So, he explains the whole idea of Cheres, of course we know, and we'll explain this as we go further in the Shir tonight. The idea of Cheres is an addition to being a physical freedom from the, from the base Mitzrayim. It's also an emotional freedom, a spiritual freedom, a freedom to serve the Rabbanu Shalom. We're talking about not just a cheres haguf, but a cheres hanefesh. So what we ask if there's really a cheres hanefesh, it's not enough just to go through the motion, just to eat the matzah the more. There has to be something that's going to create an internal transformation, an internal change, a move. So nimse lefizem haroy, it's appropriate, it's proper. Liyos kol echad v'echad, that each person margish ba'atzmo, eiza shino belayla hazos. Every person should ask themselves, what, 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 let's make sure, I have to make sure myself, and we have to be mechazik each other, that if two people are sitting there, the great tummy the chacham, but they still can go through the night and not change. So they're going to ask themselves, so what, what, what's going to change for you? What's the goal? What, what would you like to see different by the time this night is over? Are you going to take on a new, a new, uh, a new challenge? Are you going to take on a new avoda? Is something that you're working on particularly? Is there some type of, Area which you would like to free yourself from, and you can get it started on Lel Pesach. Vezeshikosav Hamagid, that the Magid, the, the Bal Hagada, starts by saying, Sheyisar Haadam Kol Echav Yechal Lechaveru. Each person has to be mechazik himself and to himself and ask, Man Nishtana Atob Atzmecho Benafshecha Halayla Zemekolos. That's how you begin the Seder. It's not just a preface to how, why, how is this night different? I'm going to name the four differences. Well, if you know the four differences, don't say, how is the night different? You know how the night is different. What you're really asking is, how is this going to be different for me? How are we going to change as a result of the possibility and opportunity for this night? That's how he explains the ma, it's a new idea, a new thought of learning, that first line of not just the preface, but ma nishtana halayla He's also changing the verb around. And what do you mean? Because nishtana... Exactly. We, we will change. That we will change. How will it's, it be will it, so why, not, it's not even going on the night. Right. It's going on the person. Yeah. Manishtana, yeah. Actually, the, if you're going to uh, mm. translate it correctly, yeah. the question means what happened different on this night 
than all other nights. That's what Manishtana Havaruza means. And that's why you answer. What happened on this night is we went from Avodim to Bnei Right. So his drush is Manishtana. How are we going to change on this night more than other nights? Right. 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 So he's it's the same. Right. The same. The same idea. Same idea. It's more changing yourself versus remembering what happened. But for sure. But he's he's not just saying the, the experience that we're going to go through on this night has the possibility if a person, you know, puts his mind to it and focuses in that way to have some type of shinoi within the person himself, within the nefesh, within the soul, and that's what how he starts the haggadah. That's his. Again, it's it's an, it's not doesn't mean that it's the only way to interpret the line. What we're giving is additional interpretations of how to explain that line of the Haggadah, that line of the of the Haggadah. Yeah. Does he does he mean to say that if we didn't even have a seder, this night would still be different? Well, the, the simple shot is the night is different. The, <laughs> the night, there's an, the night is different. Seder. The night is different. We know the night is different because Avram Avinu himself kept Pesach. Mm. Now that's funny. Mm. Avram Avinu, we know, came hundreds of years before Pesach. So it's funny to say that he kept Pesach, right? It's almost, it's almost like it doesn't make sense. But the answer is it makes complete sense. Because what that means is that, <clears throat> that the night of Pesach was set from time of Maise Bereshis, that the Ted Leil Tesva of Nisan has a koach of freedom in it. Now, that is true whether Pesach happened, Pesach didn't happen. That was always true. So the way the base Halevi explains it is that the reason why Pesach happened on Lel Tesvav is because that was night that the great night of freedom had to take place. It had to happen that way. That was the night that it had to take place because that's the night of freedom. So when, when it says Avram kept Pesach, it doesn't necessarily mean that he ate matzah. But what it means is that he was able to tap in to a Kedusha, he was able to tap into a Koach that existed from before and that exists after. It just happens to be where, that we're living after the actual event of Pesach took place. But that Koach existed before too. So the night has that possibility. What the challenge is, is okay, the night is there, it has the possibility. It is, it is different. How are we going to change as a result of this opportunity? That's what the Manishtana could also mean. So I think it's a special way to open up the, to open up the night. That was a one-time event, though, really, Pesach. I mean, the way that we're just, it was a one. You know, it should have been, like, there should have been, you know, like, we have, like, Tishabov, and there's all sorts of different things that happened on that same day. Tishabov, too. Tishabov existed before the Besamekdish was destroyed. But here destroyed. on Pesach, it should have been, there should have been, like, all sorts of different things that no. happened that same night. I mean, on Leil Tesvav. Yes. Well, we do have Ahiba Chatzia Alayla. At the end of the Haggadah, mm-hmm. we start listing all the things that happened by Chatzia Alayla. I'm not so sure that it happened by Chatzia Alayla on Leil Tesvav. But certainly we do find, mm. even in the Haggadah itself, that there was some kawach to the, to the idea of, of that time of night, Chatzia But yeah, it's true, you would expect that to take place, but we do expect it to take place. Who was born on Pesach? Wasn't Yisrael born on Pesach? So there you go, you find that the Av, who's the first Jewish person to ever be born, is born on that night. So David, it sort of answers, there are things that are taking place, both before and afterwards of Lel Tazvav Nisam. So just like by Tisha B'av, the, the, the Chassam Sofa brings down that the Malach hit, hit, uh, hit Yaakov on the leg, Tisha B'av. Happened Tisha B'av. The Meraglim, Tisha B'av. So you find that the dates in Jewish history are not just history. They're actually dates that tap into the Kalach of the actual season of the world, like Kolzman Vais, to the season of the world. And then it's our job to say, okay, listen, you can work on going free from a certain issue any time of the year, and you should. 
But we have to realize, man nishtana halaylaza. This night actually affords, I guess, a greater opportunity. The same way, you know, there are other days that afford different, uh, different other opportunities. This is the man nishtana that we begin with. Yes, Rabbi. And uh, shouldn't forget not only Abraham but yeah. love too. Um, Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. We never want to leave out Lot. He's a guy who, he, he gets a bad rap. We're not exactly sure where to put him. He, had, he could have become greater than he became. The word Lot itself means a curse. A little hard. It also, it also stands for Lamatas Malachas. We have to work on Lot. To work on Lot. Rabbi um, Alex Mandro, uh, between a Minchamarev, Maybe a few years ago, gave a fantastic Sharon Lot. I, I would like to repeat it uh, at some point. If you weren't there, it was a fantastic Sharon Lot, but we'll save it. Yes. Right. So, uh, just uh, just going into this night, not to belabor this with this one point. No, sure, sure. Should we be thinking about personal development? I think so. Or is this a spiritual change that's going to happen anyway? I don't think it's going to happen yeah, anyway. Ask ourselves. It's not going to happen it's anyway. It's I mean, just sit there saying, be, How am I grown? Be, it seems to be that there are moments in time, sometimes like. Certain feelers are good at two o'clock in the morning, at three o'clock uh, in the morning. So this is like a, like a day. There's certain days that 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 I'm not a capitalist and stuff like that. But there might be certain moments in time where certain things are more. So you have you have more power power time for certain freedom, whatever that means, right? There are different, you know. And there are times that it's just right. bad luck. Don't don't travel yeah. in Tisha right, because right, it's just bad. You know, the stars aren't aligned or whatever. The Derech Hashem yeah. says this concept. The Derech Hashem says that the that the oros whatever. We're, we're talking, we say energy, but the oros that yeah. take place uh, every year at that moment, there's a there's the same koach that's put into the world. Huh. It was there before Pesach, it's there after Pesach. Happens to be that on Pesach, we physically went out of Egypt, but but it could have happened... No, it doesn't have to be. It had to happen on that day. I, I, I meant, no, what I meant uh, to say is that not, it had to happen on that day, but it didn't have to happen that year. That year. No, that's what I'm saying. It didn't have to happen that year because that every year, that's the time where it could have happened. Uh, it could have happened. happened. It's going to happen. Great in other change. Words, you know, they say that, the Chazal say, it would have happened, it could have, they're supposed to be in Egypt for 400 years. They were there for 210 years. And what, in 400 years, they also would have gotten out Lel Tesvav. In other words, it would have happened Lel Tesvav one way or the other. And if, if they would have worked even harder, Harder than they would have gotten out before 210 years, but it also would have been Lel Tazvav. The night of, 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 of Mitzrayim, it had to be Mamish that day. That day, that's the Mamish. By the way, I just, we, we, we'll, we can take, I have a good 10, 12 things to say, but we can talk about this particular one the whole night if we want. That's Gavaldik, and I'm very happy. Baruch Hashem. So, <laughs> I have a feeling it might be me and Jay. Does he continue? Or maybe just Jay. Does he continue explaining the four how they're, no, they're definite. They're de- well, no, 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 no. He just says that that's, this is not a preface to the first. It's, it's, a, it's almost like a Shiloh Bifneyatzmo that you begin the whole thing with. We usually see it as the preface. How is this night different? Matzah, Moror, Tibul, and Saseba. He says, no, no, no. This is before you ask the four questions, you have to ask yourself almost like the big question. How you, what's going to, are you going to make it, is, is there going to be some type of real adjustment? Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to, you, you wake up the next day and, you know, you, someone completely different. It means that that's a time to start to think about and to make a, you know, decision perhaps to, 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 to do something uh, that, where there's a cheirus that takes place. I want to also mention something very, very beautiful that the Kotzka Rebbe said. It was brought down in the Shem Shmuel. <clears throat> everybody, everybody wants to know, everybody wants to know what the Chacham said that was so right, what the Russia said that was so bad, right? Everybody wants to know. So I want to just share with you something that the, that the Shem Yishmuel brings down from his grandfather, 
Rav Menachem Mendel, where he writes the 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 the, the Haggadah says, Moha Edus Vachukim Hamishpat Mashertziva Hashem Alokenu Eschem Shertziva Hashem Alokenu Eschem. So I don't know if there's a Haggadah out there that doesn't ask the following question. The Rasha says Lochem. The, the Chacham says Eschem. They both sound like they're somewhat exclusionary. They're excluding themselves. So why does the Rasha get the bad rap? And the Chacham is, uh, you know, he's put on the pedestal. Right? Presumably the Prosim put on the pedestal. Put on the pedestal. So they say the Eschem is from Lashon Itchem, which means that you're not excluding yourself, you're including yourself, especially since he says, since the Chacham says Hashem Elokeinu, so you can see here that you're including our gods, you're including your, he's including himself. And Lochem is more exclusionary, just means you and not me. That's how they, that's the typical understanding of the, what's good about, what's good, the proper about the Chacham's point, about the Chacham's question, and improper about the Rosh's question. But what the Shemesh Shmuel points out from the, from the Zayda is that he says that the, the focus of the Chacham is not so much on the Eschem and the Hashem Elokeinu, it's on the Tziva. And the depths of the Chacham's question is, why is it necessary, or is it important, or would, wouldn't it have been better? Wouldn't it have been better had Hashem given the Torah and said, listen, I, I would like you to do the Torah, I would like you to keep Torah and mitzvahs, but I'm not commanding you to do it. In other words, doesn't it make more sense to do things, we all would like it to be like that. And it's not even because we don't want to do mitzvahs. It's because when something comes, when someone gives to you without you, without, when your child does something for you without asking, right? Uh, it's, and when you do something for your parent without being told, without being asked, it's much more special at that portion, you know, but it did. That's how the Mayes called They weren't told they had to give, everybody gave, and that was considered to be on a very high level. So, why the Chacham wants to know, why is the Tzivoy so important? Wouldn't it have been better without a Tzivoy? That's the, that's the, 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 Kutzker, the Kutzker's understanding of the Chacham's question. The Chacham is asking a Tifa question. Isn't what the Lushan in the Gemara Kedushan Laman Aleph, isn't Eino Metzuvah V'yose greater than Metzuvah V'yose? That's his, that's his question. Now, if you understand that that's the question, you've got to be ready to finish off that paragraph in the Haggadah. You can't just say, that's the question. So if that's the Chacham's question, okay, so the father answers back, tell him one of the halachas of the Pesach, Ein maftirun achara Pesach afikomen. So some of the Svarim say, it could come from the Briska Haggadah, I'm not sure. Some of the Svarim say, <clears throat> it means, you got to teach him, he's such a Chacham, you got to teach him all of Hilchas Pesach. Not just, not just this one halacha of Eimah Tirin, that after the carbon Pesach, you can't eat uh, desserts. That's really what it means. After you finish eating the carbon Pesach, you want that taste to stay in your mouth. You can't start eating, uh, you know, the bonbons. You know, the, uh, I was looking at my, my wife's, I was already looking at the desserts that my wife bought, you know, for Pesach, so I saw the bonbons there. So they look so chametzdik, you know. I, I had to actually check to make sure that they were. They look everything looks so chametzdik today. Check on your wife. No, <laughs> just no. A few years ago, there was a mistake. <laughs> but it wasn't my wife. It was someone else from the family. So because of that, someone else who brought mamish chametz in, I, I'm always like a little bit uh, the sugar about it. <clears throat> so, um, so, 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 so. So this, so, 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 the, so they say as follows. They say, not that you have to learn the whole. Uh, so the brisk says you have to learn from the beginning to the end. Pasha pshat is that you teach him this one halacha. Now, according to the Kotzka, that has to answer the Chacham's question. The Chacham is asking, 
Metzilva Vyolase is not as good when you're commanded that's not as high a level than when you do something um, in a voluntary fashion. So how does Ein Maftir and Achor Pesach Afikomen have anything to do with the Chacham's question? The Kotzka has to follow through. So listen to the way he answers it. He says as follows. <clears throat> you should know, the Shem Yishmuel wrote a, um, a nice piece at the end of Sefer Vayikra. You take a look at the Sefer. He writes a whole essay in honor of his, I think his name was Shmuel. But his name is Shmuel. Binyamin. He has a grandson, Binyamin. <clears throat> the Sokhar Shavah had a grandson, Binyamin. It will be the great, great-grandson of the Kotzka. And he writes a whole essay in his honor. It says, L'chvod nechti, Binyamin. He should live and be well at his bar mitzvah. I mean, this is apparently what he wrote or what he said at the bar mitzvah of his grandson. And he writes, you have to understand, when a person becomes bar mitzvah, becomes a mitzvah yosa, he moves from ena mitzvah yosa to mitzvah yosa. And that's a great thing. Why? He says, <clears throat> so long as a person is doing mitzvahs, is doing something on his own, so that means he's doing something on his own, it's because he wants to do it, she wants to do it, so that, that mitzvah will remain, will remain somehow not connected in the same way to the Rabbanu Shlolem and to the Nitzchiyos, to the foreverness, to the Le'olam to Vo'ed of the Rabbanu Shlolem as it would if it was Metzuvah Yosef. When a person's Metzuvah to do something, Hashem says, I want you to do this, you have to do this. So what happens, as the Rav explained in one of his drushes, a person becomes a Shliach of the Rabbanu Shlolem, a Shlucha de Rachmana. When you're a Shlucha de Rachmana, when you're a Shliach of the King, so then the same way Hashem is Le'olam Vo'ed, so that means the impact that you have as a result of your mitzvah also lasts Le'olam Vo'ed. It can never be erased. That stands forever. And by the way, the Olam Haba that lasts forever comes primarily from a mitzvah that one does when it's a mitzvah of Yosef. Because when one's mitzvah is your shlucha de Rachmana, when you're shliach Hashem, so then that could cause tremendous impact in the world here and beyond forever and ever because you're shliach of the king, shliach of the king. When it's any mitzvah of Yosef, it may feel a little bit better. It may feel a little bit better. A person doesn't understand this idea. He's not, uh, he's not, uh, <clears throat> he doesn't understand what it means to be shliach Hashem. The, the godless of being a shliach Hashem as opposed to, and some of Yosef means we're, we're creating the mitzvah. Hashem told us it would be nice, but we're in a sense creating the mitzvah. It doesn't have that same nitzchiyus um, that, ha- that one has when he's a shliach Hashem doing a mitzvah. Because when you're a shliach Hashem, you remain connected to the mishalach, and then the impact goes much longer, it's much greater. So the Kotzka said, that's what you tell the son. If you want the taste of the carbon Pesach, the halacha is the carbon Pesach has to last forever. Taste of the carbon pesach has to last. You can't, you can't. That that t- in order for the taste of the carbon pesach to last long after the achila, that's what the halacha is. You have to be mitzuva. If you're a mitzuva of Hashem, then the taste lasts. Taste lasts is another way of saying. Then you can tap into the nitzchias of what the mitzvah is supposed to accomplish. Take a look at the shem yishmol. We'll just read that part inside at the end of number two. Shema admor mikatsk. The shedas hachacham who madua beinon tzivoy dafka. Isn't that greater? Then you can create the nitzchiyus, the olam haba, all the things that come along with what with when. If you want it to last the way the carbon Pesach lasts, 
then you have to be a Shliach Hashem. That's the importance, and that's the answer that we give to the Chacham. Now the Rasha, on the other hand, this we discussed on Hashkama on Shabbos, the Rasha says something, which also, he always gets a very bad rap. Now, so what is what's really what's really so negative about that line? The Chacham says Ashatziva Hashem Alokeinu Eschem. He says Eschem. The Rasha says Lochem. What's uh, what's what's the you know? And then we say, I mean, we say some which you know. It's almost as if we've discussed this. We've given different Mahalchim in different years. If you were there, you wouldn't be redeemed. It's a hard thing to say, even to a son who's a Russia. It's a hard thing to say. You know, the Mechilta has a different a different nusuch. The Chida points this out. The, the Mechilta has a different nusuch. The Mechilta has a much sharper nusuch. The Grub brings this down too. The Mechilta has, if you were there, you wouldn't be redeemed. Hmm. That's much sharper. Here we're saying, if he was there, he wouldn't be redeemed. The Mechilta has, if you were there, you wouldn't be redeemed. Now that's like, hey, you know, Dad, all I did is ask a question. Now you tell me I wouldn't be redeemed. You know, that if you want to, this is like, if, this, is, this should be like written in, I remember once, I have a friend, Mike Sosny, he's an uh, endodontist, so uh, when I was going out with my wife, she, there was something with her, with her tooth, so he was looking at her, at her teeth, and he said to her, he said, um, he said to her, he said, you know, you're, 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 you have a textbook smile, a textbook smile. My wife, Baruch Hashem, great, great teeth. Unfortunately, some of my kids, or many of my kids, got my, got my teeth, costing us a lot of money now. So I said to my friend Mike, I said, how about my smile? What's my smile? And I smiled. He says, you also have a textbook smile. In the back, in the pathology section, where it says what the smile's not supposed to look like, that's, that's your smile. So I look, I'm thinking about this Russia, this exchange. It's like, if you want, like, what not to do, you know, you go to an NCSY, and they tell the advisors what not to say, this would be like, this is what you don't say to the kid who's, like, who's off the derech. If you were there, you wouldn't be redeemed. It's a funny thing. So listen to how the Nesiva Shalom explains the exchange. It's very, very important to say this over at the Seder. It's an important chinuch idea. He says as follows. The Rosh says as follows. Moha avoda hazos lochem. Moha avoda hazos lochem means, Moha avoda hazos lochem means as follows. You know, the whole Indian of Pesach, he has a whole piece, which we're not reading now, the, the Nesiv HaShalom, in his, in his letters, in Mechtebe Kodesh, he writes, <coughs> the Nesiv HaShalom writes, you know, the whole Indian of Pesach, the, the, the word Pesach means to skip. It means to skip. Unklos has a different, Unklos has a, has a, has a um, uh, he explains it as being that Hashem had pity, v'chamal. Rashi says, psicha, kvitza, Post if it means to skip, what it why skip? God passed over, passed, passed over, passed over, passed over the homes. Asher pasach albata bnei Yisrael, benokbo es mitzrayim. He passed over the homes of Klal Yisrael, and he had pity on them by not, you know, placing the plague on them, and he only killed the bechorei, um, the bechorei uh, mitzrayim. So there's an Indian of skipping. There's an Indian of skipping that means that if God skipped, passed over, that means we have to figure out. In our own avoda, as you are mentioning before, is there something in the av- everything that happens in the Torah? There's an avoda that we have to take. I mean, there's an avoda of us being able to skip. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that during the seder we should go outside and and play. Uh, what do you play? You know, hopscotch or something. That's not what it means. But what it means is, that, as we mentioned before, it is possible, at least at the seder, at least at the seder, to skip a step, to skip a level, to skip an adrega, to st- to skip, which means. That the rush is saying you can't skip. Imagine the Russia in Mitzrayim. The Jews are on the 49th level of Tumah. 
The, the Nesiva, the Slonimah explains as follows. The Russia says, you know, you're on the 49th level of Tumma. How, how do you do Avoda? You know, the Avoda in Mitzrayim was like the Avoda in the base Hamigdash. It was, in, it was like the Trace of Middash was transported on some level, and they're sprinkling blood, they're shechting animals. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost it's like kind of base of So they were on a, you know, you have to skip a whole bunch of levels to go from the Memtesh Shari Tumah to be able to f- see yourself as being able to shech the carbon and sprinkle the blood. And you can imagine that the Jews of that time would be saying to themselves, Who am I? I I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm I'm completely assimilated. I mean, if not for my Yiddish name, I'd be, uh, I'd be, I'd be in the fifteenth level. There'd be no hope for me. There's no shaykhus. There's no shaykhus for me to be able to skip and do these high holy levels of avodah that Hashem is asking me now. So the Russia says, hazos lochem. How do you, It's almost like a goal. I, I know God told us, but it's almost like a, like a, like a gaiva. Like a, how are you able to just what what shaykhus does, does this avodah have for you? You have no, you have no shaykhus here. You know, it's always the example that uh, that happens. You know, I, I, I remember myself when I was, uh, you know, uh, imagine imagine is the example that we like to give is imagine someone is a baloshanhara. He's a baloshanhara. He's been saying loshanhara. He's never really worked on that. That finally he decides, you know, enough is enough. I'm going to really try to be careful. And then you go to, you know, you, your friend comes over to you, they start talking much, you know, you say, you know what, I've decided that I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to say or hear Lush and her anymore. Imagine, it takes a, you know, right, you have to be able to say sort of thing to a friend. And the friend says to you, you? What are you talking about? I, all my Lush and her I know is from you. How are you, how are you going to, without you, I'm, I'm nothing, you know, now, I'm, <laughs> now what am I going to do? So he says to you, what shaykhs does this have to you? You're about, you're, you're, you have no shaykhs to take on such a thing. You're going to stop, uh, you know, you're going to stop uh, eating the, you're going to start uh, drinking only chalav Yisrael. What are you, crazy? Whatever the Indian is, whatever the issue is, you have that voice. This, uh, you have no place in this avoda. So, the father, that's the, uh, that's the, 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 the words, the attitude of the Russia is mohavoda hazoslochem. If you're not exactly on that level, then you shouldn't do it. You have no place there. So the father says back to him, not you're nothing. The father says back, you know, if you were in Mitzrayim, we wouldn't have been, with that attitude, you won't get anywhere. We'll never be redeemed. If, ever, if you want to start something new, and you're going to listen to that voice inside of you and from without of you, of people who are going to tell you, you can't do this. You can't start this business. You can't live over there. You can't move to that community. You can't daven in that menu. You can't daven for the Yom Aran, Yom Narayim. You and you're right. You're not. You're right. You're right. I can't. I'm not. I'm not. And if that was, would have happened, Eluha Yisham, and he says, If you were there with that attitude, Lahiyah Nigga, you're not deriding him. You're actually trying to lift him up by telling him that's not the right attitude. It's not the attitude of a Jew, especially on Pesach. There is such an Indian. Obviously, you're not supposed to start taking on crazy chumras. If you don't have the olive base, I mean, it's Pashat. But on Pesach, there is such an Indian of saying, you know what? I can skip a step. I can, I can have special kavana at the Seder. Even if I'm not the big kavana guy, okay? It's true, I don't always have such high... But so what? At the Seder, it's a very special night. We have a special opportunity. You know what? I'm going to jump a little bit. I'm going to jump to the next step. I'm going to try to do a little bit more. Even something that's out of my... Purview that's out of my general uh, general level. That's the same huh? thing. That's all the manushana. That's how you're going. That's you're going to jump a little bit. Jump a, go a little bit more than you would typically be able to go. Typically be able to go. 
You should know something that in the Medrash, if you turn the page in the end of number three, the Medrash brings down something very, very, uh, something very, very uh, surprising almost. The Medrash says that when um, Paro says a funny line, a funny line, I think this is by Marcus Arba, towards the end, Paro says, okay, okay, you know, go, you know, you can go. And then the last man, as about to let them go, he says, who's going to go? Tell me exactly, tell me exactly who's going to leave. And the language that he uses is mi vamiha holchim. Mi vamiha holchim. I should have said mi holchim. Mi holchim. Mi vami. Who and who? Who and who are going? Mi vami. What's mi vami? The Medvish says, Paro said, listen to this, mi vamiha holchim, because in the future you're going to say, mi yala bahar Hashem mi yakum bimkom kodesho. Mi yala bahar Hashem what in the world does me, the me, all Paro's asking is, who's going on this trip of yours to go serve your God on some mountain? And you answer back, well, me, 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 Aholchim. And Paro says, and, and by the way, you know, me, Yale, Bahar Hashem, me, Yakum, Bimkom, Kodsho. What does that even mean? What does that even refer to? I think it was the Haggadah of Papa, the, the, the Vachi Yosef writes that what was happening there is Paro was saying, listen, Everybody, everybody can be miyala baharashim. Everybody can go up to the mountain once in a while, right? But miyakum, who's able to stay there? Who's able to stay there? Who's able to stay there? But yet, that's Paro's line. In other words, we may not even attempt to go up to the mountain because we know we're not going to be able to stay there. So Paro says, listen, you're not going to be able to stay there, so what's the point of even trying? And that's the, that's the, that's the word of the Rosh. You have no shaykhosh trying, this is not for you. So that we say to that line, If that attitude was there, we'd still be in Mitzrayim. You cannot have the attitude of that you, uh, it's not, I have no place in this, uh, in this Avodah. I have no place in this Avodah. I'll tell you something else that we discussed. We never said it in this context. But a few years ago, um, there was a, um, I think it was in Parsha's bow. I think we mentioned it in Parsha's bow. And we said that there was a, a Hanhaga. In close, I think it was Klausenberg and maybe some other Hasidim, uh, that when they teach the Aleph Beis, when they teach the Aleph Beis to the young boys and girls, they don't teach just the <coughs> Aleph Beis Gimel Dalet They actually teach the, the letter and the milui of the letter. So a child learns when he writes the letter Aleph, he says the letter Aleph is made up of two parts. Aleph, Lamed Fe. Aleph is one part and Lamed Fe is another part. Beis is made up of two parts. Beis, Yud Saf. That's how you teach. That's how they said. So that's how you teach Aleph Beis. You can't, God forbid, teach Aleph Beis. Aleph Beis Gimel Dalit. No, you have to teach Aleph Beis. Aleph the full Aleph. What's the What's the Hezber? What's the Svar? I mean, it's not a bad idea because you learn three letters in one. You know, almost. You said we're learning Aleph. They learn Aleph Lamed and the and and the Enfe and the Beis of it, right? Beis, you have three letters in one. You can confuse the kid, but at the same time, maybe that's a good way of getting... Okay, so the way it's explained by the Klausenberger and others is that as follows. That means from the beginning, from the time that the child starts to learn the Aleph Beis, he knows there's something called Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat He knows from the first time he learns something in Yiddishkeit, there's parts that you see and there's parts that you don't see. You're going to look at an Aleph, I'm going to know that there's something behind the Aleph. I know there's something behind the Aleph. I know there's... I know there's something behind there. I don't see it, but I know there's something there. I know there's something there. It's nice, right? So let me tell you what the Yitav Panim, Rebbeksiyah Yehuda Haberstam, in his Haggadah writes as follows. What do you do with the Enio Adel Lishol? Enio Adel Lishol. Okay, the Tam, 
Tom, okay, he's simple, but at least he can talk. He talks. The Chacham, okay, so the Chacham's great. We're going to tell him, He's worried about Sivoy, Lon Sivoy, we don't have to, right? The Russia, okay, we tell the Russia, bad attitude. You have to be able to jump a little bit. That's the way we're learning the Russia. What do you do with the end of the Elishal? How do you, how do you get into the end of the Elishal? So it's a funny thing, At Psachlo. That's what it means, At Psachlo. At Yitav Padim in the Haggadah writes as follows. At, At means S, Aleph the Tough, Aleph the Tough. You should know, we've mentioned that the Eino the Elisha, you know, is the Bechino of Moshe Rabbeinu. That was in previous years. We're not going to go through that whole Torah now, but that's in previous years. The Eino the Elisha is the Bechino of Moshe Rabbeinu. Not that Eino the Elisha is, that he's someone who's, he's, his speech is not there. He's someone who's on, he's a high, and that's what the, when I told, when I was talking to my friend, um, Rav Baruch Zev Halberstam, Bizi Halberstam, he told me that when we were discussing this idea, now it made sense to him, when we start talking about how the Eino the Elisha is the Bechir of Moshe, Rabbeinu, that by his Elta Elta Zayd, the sons of Rav, he used to say, Aleph, At Psachlo, from Aleph to Tav, the whole Torah is Psachlo, was open to Moshe Rabbeinu. That's how he used to learn, that the end of the Elishol, from Aleph to Tav, the whole Torah, the Gansa Torah, <coughs> is open to him. That's how he learned it. But how the Yitav Padim learns the Torah is as follows. If you want to teach the end of the Elishol, from Aleph to Tav, Psachlo, open it up. Open it up means... Don't just teach him the Aleph Beis Gimel. You have to teach the whole letter. You have to show him that even the Eno Delishol, there's something that's behind in there. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. In the same way we teach the Aleph Beis, you don't just teach the Aleph Beis Gimel. You open up the letter. You open up. You try. You show. There's something so much more that's hidden behind those letters. By the Eno Delishol, you have to figure out a way. We have to figure out at Psachlo. You have the same way you open up the letters. You have to open up the Eno Dea. Lishol. That's what we have. The Yitav Panim Sorech Olam Deho Osios Im Milu Ehen. That's what it means by the end of the Lishol Ad Psachlo. That you open up, you open them up. You have to open them up. You have to pull out. You have to try to figure out how we can touch this person to realize when we teach an Aleph, there's an Aleph that you see, but there's so much more that you don't see. That's how you try to contact. Try to you try to make a connection with the uh, with the Enyodea with the Enyodea Lishol. So who is he? The Yitav Panim. No, the Shenari Deyelisho. So, Shenari so, Deyelisho, I said two things in one. I said two things in one. Well, we're, we're, the shot that we're saying is the Shenari Deyelisho is someone who is not communicative and we have to try to try to make communication with him. So, At Psachlo is another way of saying that you have to open him up. The same way that the Aleph and the Bays and the Aleph to Tuf, you open up, you open each letter up to show that there's something more behind in what you see, that's how you have to look at the end of the Elisha. It's not just someone who's dumb, not just someone who just can't communicate. There's someone who has a depth there, and it's our job, no matter who it is, no matter how simple, how simple a person is, there's so much depth in each person. Psachlo, you have to open that up. The same way the whole olive base, which is the creation of the world, is so much more behind. Each letter, there's so much more behind the end of the Elisha. It's our job to open it up. What I mentioned as an aside, in parentheses, is that what we've mentioned in the past is that the end of the Elisha, sometimes we view as the kid who's you know, he, he literally can't speak. He actually is someone on a deeper level. He could be. He's also could be referring to someone on such a high level that he's a malam and hadibur, and that refers to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is aneir al svasayim, chvat perch, chvat Moshe Rabbeinu is the person who's not able to, who's not able to, uh, who's not able to speak. By the way, along those lines, now that you we, we're talking about it, is that the idea of the Eino de Elisho, the whole question that we ask. Every year, and almost every Seder, is how come Moshe Rabbeinu is not mentioned in the Haggadah? 
Now, the problem with saying that is that I was once telling my friend this idea, and he was teaching at the time, and actually Moshe's name does appear in Haggadah. He didn't know it. But then when he said over the Torah, one of the kids knew it, and he said, you don't even know what you're talking about, Moshe, but it isn't there. So the whole Dar Torah went down the tube. So that's a separate thing. But the truth is that in some Haggadahs, in the, in, in the Temani Haggadah, there are Haggadahs where he really, really does not appear at all. We have him once, but I mean about Shavu Moshe Avdo. We'd expect to have him more. What? And Oz Yashir, exactly, exactly. Do we have Oz Yashir in the in Haggadah? No, but by Vamir Bashav Moshe Avdo. Is Yashir is Oz Yashir in the Haggadah? In Nishmas. No, but in Nishma. But we have we have the line Vamir Bashav Moshe Avdo. We haven't mentioned we haven't mentioned once. Vamir Bashav Moshe Avdo. We have that line. So what we said is that. What we, what we explained is that Moshe Rabbeinu is not on the Haggadah because the purpose of the Haggadah is to reach the place that's Lamalam and Adibah, that's Moshe Rabbeinu. So it's not that he's not there, it's that the purpose of the Haggadah is to reach a place that's Lamala from the Haggadah, which is called Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, that's not finished. We have more time? Yeah, we have a few more minutes. You have Moshe in your Haggadah, Ron? Ah, uh, you're asking me Moshe. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. No. <laughs> I remember going up and looking at your Haggadah and looking at the, at the, at the Haggadah the Temani, and it, it wasn't there so I was excited because the yeah, I, I can't look at there is a if you turn the page for a moment to the ninth Maramakam exactly Pesach There is a, a question that is also asked in many, many, many Haggadahs. Um, in the halachic uh, tzad, tzad halacha, mitzad ha hashkafa, and that is why there is no bracha on the Mitzvah of Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That's a question that's asked by many. So there are many answers that you would expect that are given, and people have diff- different, mafarshim have different answers. The one that is most often quoted, I think, is from the Haggadahs Maisenis, from the Nesivas, who writes, we actually do have... Um, the bracha of Sipri, uh, bracha on Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Again, the, you understand the question. We make a bracha on every mitzvah. Matzah, you make a bracha. Mori, you make a bracha. Right? You make a bracha on, uh, on Lulav, on Sukkah, on Shofar. You don't make a bracha on the mitzvah of Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So, why not? So, the, the, the Nesivas writes in his Agado, you actually do make a bracha towards the uh, end of Magid. Asher <laughs> right? So, that's the bracha. That's a bracha mm-hmm. mitzvah. So the question is, of course, that uh, why not make the bracha when you're supposed to before a mitzvah? Kol mitzvahs mavarech alein overlasiyos. And here, you know, you wait till you're halfway through, and then you make the bracha. That's a wrong time to make a bracha on mitzvah. That's the question the that they brachas, ask. What? What was that? But you don't say Asher kedushar mitzvahs of itzivana al sipur yitzias mitzrayim. You don't say that Asher galano also. But uh, he says that the bracha on mitzvahs Asher galano. But then. The, the Kiddush is usually not considered a... That's the same Kiddush so we make like on every young... You, you, you could like sandwich your brachas, right? You have two before. And one at the end, sort of like uh, a pre... For the bracha, like uh, But where's the bracha of the... But it should be a bracha on the mitzvah of Sipra Yitzhiya. But it should be a bracha of Sipra You should mention Sipra Yitzhiya. We have a mitzvah of Sipra Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Say something. Anyway, the the, the Maisa Nisim says this. So the Chassam Sofer asks... The Chassam Sofer asks... So the Chassam Sofer asks... Um, um, this question, and he answers as follows. It's, it's so important, and it relates everything to what we've said, you know, earlier. It's so important. 
every generation tonight, Lel Tezvav, person has to see himself as if he is leaving, has left Egypt. He's leaving Egypt, leaving Egypt right now. So the Chassam Sofa writes that it's not enough just to see yourself leaving Egypt. You have to see yourself going back, you have to go back to like the time of Avram Avinu, even before Avram Avinu. So he writes, the Chassam Sofa, that a person has to see himself, not just as leaving Egypt, a person has to see himself as being an Oved Avodah Zara. A person has to see himself as being an Oved Avodah Zara. It's not just Avoseinu. A person has to see themselves as being like an Ovid. Can you imagine? A person has to see himself as almost like look back at your whole life and see all those times when you were off the derech, all those times that you had, you know, thoughts of whatever the Avodah thoughts, other thoughts. A person has to imagine himself going through the whole process of almost all of Jewish history. Things of an, so the halacha is, we mentioned that Gemara in Psachim Dav Zayin, Sukkah, Lametches, Lametes. There's an exception to that rule. What's Tvila? The Rambam says Tvila is a ger. A ger can't, uh, can't make a bracha first. Why can't a ger make a bracha first? Before the ger, it's not Jewish yet. We can't make the bracha at the beginning of the Haggadah because we're not yet Jewish. That's what he writes. We have to convert. We have to convert. During the Seder, a person has to convert to become a ger. It's hard to imagine. Person has to actually convert during the during the seder. Yes, the person has to go as if as if it's almost as if person has to go through a process of imagining that you're coming to Yiddishkeit for the first time. That's what Yisias Mitzrayim says. He's going from Yisias Mitzrayim into Matan Torah for the first time. I'm doing this for the first time. How exciting it should be! The newness, the spontaneity, the the excitement, the passion, the, the, what I'm going to learn. Person has to convert, become a gear through the seder. So until he gets to halfway through the Seder, he yet can't make the Birch mitzvah. The same way the Ger can't make the Bracha yet, so too the person at the Seder cannot make the Bracha yet. An amazing Mahalach from the Chassam Sofer. Using that, we can understand something else. You know, there is a Gemara in Brachas that says that there was a certain guy, he was standing in the base Medrash, and he's praising Hashem. And he's praising Hashem, and he says, remember this Gemara, Hakel Hagadol Hagibor Vahanora. And he starts to say, Ha Izuz, Ha, you know, he's great and he's strong and he's wonderful and he's nice and he's special and he's loving and he's a father and he's a mother and he's, and he starts going on and on and on and on. Finally, he finishes his davening, finishes his davening. Apparently, he was saying this in Middle Shmonasa, but the Amora who was there heard him. And he says to him, um, Are you done yet? <laughs> Did you finish? Are you finished praising your master? He goes, What's the problem? He goes, you're not allowed to praise more than you're allowed to praise. The Shmon Esri says, Ha'kel ha'gadol ha'gibor v'hanora, kel elyon, that's it. More, sometimes more is less. When it comes to praising the Rebbe Shalom, you can't ever praise him fully, right? Sometimes silence is the best praise. We're not even allowed to say, Ha'kel ha'gadol ha'gibor v'hanora, but the, but, the, but the Navi said it so we can say it. But uh, they gave us the hat there. But uh, more than that, you can't say more than that, you can't say. So we have a problem, because the problem is, we have, and what does it say? We have a whole business. What do you do? We should wait till the person finishes. And go, okay, are you done yet? What's going on? So the Svarim point out, this is, I brought this down in the, um, in the, in the uh, 11th Mar Malcolm. That the exception to the rule, there's an exception to the rule. Can you get that? The exception, oh. <laughs> the exception to the rule 
is if a person has a personal nace, you're not just praising Hashem in general, it's a personal miracle that takes place, a person, a person's in a bad accident and a miracle happens and he's saved, so then that gives a personal right to be able to praise Hashem as much as you want and even more. Then you can go as much as you want. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Right before this line that we have a problem with, what's the line preceding that? What's the what's preceding the When a person sees himself as actually personally having gone through the process, having gone through the the avdos, having gone through the avodazara and the avdos and the gerus and the miracles that took place in Mitzrayim, and he sees it as happening. To him, to, to, to himself. So now it's a personal miracle. Personal miracle, we have the exception. We can go on and on and on and on as much as you want because when it's personal, then we don't have that same, that same, um, that same uh, tie of, uh, of not being allowed to praise as much as we would like. This also answers, this also answers a question that the Minchas Chinuch asks on the Chinuch. The Chinuch writes... I think everybody is familiar with the Chinuch's position that a woman is chayiv in sip, the mitzvah of Sipor. He says, So the mitzvah of of course, asks, why, what's, the, what's the question? Why should a woman be chayiv with mitzvah saseh? Shazman grama. So the easiest answer is that, uh, well, a woman's chayiv in matzah too. And that's also a mitzvah saseh, Shazman grama. Why is a woman chayiv in matzah? The says, There's a comparison, there's a connection, there's a heckish between not eating chametz, which a woman's commanded in, because a woman's commanded in all lavin except for three. Right? So forget about those. She's chayv in all lavin. So she's chayv in the assay of matzah also. And it doesn't just mean matzah, it all means the mitzvah salayla. So what are the other mitzvahs salayla? So she's chayv in sipur yitzhiyas mitzrayim. You could suggest that, you could say that. But another answer that I saw in the, in the Haggadah from Ravarman, Ravarman quotes from Rebelezer, I guess he learned by Rebelezer Silver, maybe he was talking learning with Rebelezer Silver. Rebelezer Silver said that the halacha, the halacha that a woman is part from Zmangrama only applies to mitzvahs that are not what we call mitzvah sichlios. There's a difference between mitzvah sichlios and mitzvah shimios. Mitzvah shimios means mitzvahs that we wouldn't know that we have to do without the command of the Rabbana Shalom. We would have, if we could live for a million years, you would never know that there's anything we should put on film. You'd never know that you should shake a lulav on, on, on sukkahs, that's for sure. The blow a shofar, we would never come up with these things. Okay, there are other mitzvahs that we would know. Keep it avem, you don't need the Rabbana Shalom to tell us. Maybe you need him to tell us specifically how he wants the halachas to be done and when it applies. But everybody, you don't have to be Jewish to have a concept of honor your father. You don't have to have a Torah to know honor your father and mother. That's called the mitzvah sikhli. There is no tour of a mitzvah saseh shazman grama for a woman if it's a mitzvah that you and I, that everybody knows you have to do. There a woman's not part of it. That's what Blazer Silva said. There's the mitzvah of talking of the praises of the Rabbana Shalom. When someone, do, when someone does something for us, for you personally, and helps you personally, it's obvious, you, you don't have to be a big chacham. You don't have to, you can be a human being. You know, you have to say thank you. You have to praise. You have to give praise where the praises do. So that's why he says that a woman is also going to be chayiv in the midst of the chinuch. Why? Because she's also absolutely part of the nace. And since she's part of the nace, she was also saved. It could even be that she was the Ica part of the nice, therefore the woman is also Chayiv because she's not Potter from Zman Gromas that are Sechlius. One last thought, 
and we'll uh, continue on, um, well, we'll continue, I'm not sure, we'll, we'll continue at some point soon. Um, the last thought is that uh, there's something very strange, something very strange, because when we say that a woman's chayiv, that a woman's chayiv in the mitzvahs of the night, chayiv and dalad kosos, why is a woman chayiv and dalad kosos, anybody know? Because noshim chayivos bedalad kosos, why? The same reason why she's chayiv in Megillah, which is the same reason why she's chayiv in Ner Hanukkah. What's the reason? They're also part of the nais. So what does it mean they're also part of the nais? What does that mean they're also part of the nais? So what it means is there's two mahalachim in Tosvos. What uh, I think it's the, um, the Rashbam, the Rashbam may say, I think it's the Rashbam, where he says, not just that they're part of the nais, they're the Iker HaNais. The Iker HaNais happened because of the Nashim Tzitkanios. The Gemara says, B'zchus, Noshim Tzidkanos, who remained firm in their belief, the men were falling away, they were just falling like flies. But the women are always stronger in Amuna and Bitachon, that's always true. Miriam and brings the, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're worried about the Egyptians attacking us, and Miriam's carrying the, 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 she knows a miracle's going to happen, so she's bringing the, you know, the, the drums and the, and, 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 the, and the musical instruments. She just knows she's going to be dancing, she's just not sure exactly when. All the great things that happen because of the schus nashmus. It doesn't mean that they were part of the nais. It means they're the ikar hanais. So the question is, if they're the ikar hanais, why does it say af hein hayubiyah? It sounds like af. They're also part of the nais. Sounds like they're you know secondary, but they're not. They're not. They're not the ikar hanais. You should have said hanais. Uh, you know, it was there as bischus bischuson or bischus because of them. Why does it say that af hein hayubiyah so hanais? So the answer is. The answer is, is that when a person is <clears throat> a tzaddik, when a person is deserving, when a person is living on that level where he's not so concerned with the teva, he's living a life of a muna of bitachon, like the, like the Nashim Tzidkanios, when a miracle happens for them, it's not such a big miracle. When a miracle happens for someone who's sort of not deserving, that's a miracle. When a miracle happens for someone, you would, Hashem, I mean, listen, for me, I understand you're not going to do a miracle, but, but for, you know, it's like, uh, what is it? Um, it um, in Fiddler on the Roof, I think one of the lines when he's talking to, to God, and he says, God, okay, I understand me, but what did my wife do? What did she do to deserve this, right? What did she do to deserve whatever it was? So, so, when, so when a woman, when the woman, when the tzaddik, when the tzaddikis has a miracle, it's much less of a miracle. So when it says they have to drink the alakosis because the miracle happened for them, the answer is, yeah, yeah, it happened for them, but it wasn't such a big miracle for them because they were completely deserving. It's us, the men who are less deserving. For us, it's a big miracle. Of course, we have to drink the alakosis. The answer is, they also, even though they deserve the miracle, and we would, ex- not deserve, they would expect the miracle would happen for them, they too have to uh, join in the, uh, in the alakosis to thank Hashem for the nice. But one of the yisodos that we have to take with us is, one, is that there's a shinoi, there's an there's a opportunity to really try to make the night special. And we have to remember that the Chacham's question is about the Tzivoy, and the answer is that when you're a Shliach of Hashem, then, and that means a Tzivoy, then the Schar, not just the Schar, but the impact of the mitzvah lasts forever, the same way the Karim Pesach and the taste lasts forever. The Rosh is interested in asking, how can you really skip a step? And the answer is, you have to be able to skip a step once in a while. Otherwise, there's no way that we would ever be redeemed. And we want to know that how can you say so many praises for Hashem? The answer is, when it's happening for us personally, when a miracle happens and a person feels it with his body and soul, then the we can go on and on, etc., etc. And uh, that being said, allow me to end the shir by wishing everyone a good yomtev. And... Um, 
and also as we as we just mentioned, you have to give thanks where where where, and it's a, it's an union of hakaras hatov. Again, I want to thank Reb Jane. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.